Hello, everybody, and welcome into Camel Call Friday. What a treat. It's just going to be Evan and I. We usually have interviews on this show, but we have so much to talk about. Um, we will talk about all of it and uh, what happened, what will happen this weekend on the Weekend of Sports. This is your place every Friday to get caught up on Campbell Athletics and then to get a preview of the big weekend to come. And we start with volleyball, an amazing start to their season in a new conference. The defending champs are really making a statement. Evan, they swept William and Mary over the weekend. So the team now three and one in conference tied for second place. And they have two huge road weekends coming up a bit of a surprise UNCW. They're the only undefeated team left in the conference. They're four and and Campbell will go down to Wilmington to take on the Seahawks this weekend. This is interesting because UNCW had a slow non-conference start, and then they started 4-0 in the league. Towson has actually dropped a game to Delaware, and Campbell split with Delaware. So you don't want to play this game of, well, you played this team and they played that team. But in terms of making the tournament, they're in a great position. And at 3-1, and one, top six get in, so that's half the league does, half the league doesn't. It, it was unique because in that William & Mary matchup, we had talked about it last week, how you bounce back from beating a team or losing to them. And we took care of business Friday or Saturday. High hitting percentage, had a bunch of blocks. Melly Page was on fire. Sunday goes five sets, and that was the challenge. Could they pull it out? Now, I love this story. So Chloe Cook had 22 kills. This summer, she was volunteering in Africa, spending her summer helping out kids overseas across the world. So not a full summer, you know, comes back early in the fall and has been crushing it in September. So to her credit, you know, obviously that community service work's important, but to come back to the States, to, to be a part of the program, you got to love what she's doing. And this team is, is young, and Greg's noted that, but Chloe is a senior now, and she was a freshman on a Big South finalist team. She was a sophomore on a championship team, another championship team junior, and, and now they play Wilmington for first place, essentially. And you've heard it here first. We're not just trying to sugarcoat things. Coach Goral, some of the secret to his success is he puts him in a very challenging non-conference schedule in games and tournaments where they are usually quote-unquote underdogs to pay off in the conference. This is a better conference in the Big South, and it certainly has. These are big at UNCW. If you're not familiar with the CAA way of doing the volleyball schedule, you travel somewhere, you play them on Saturday and Sunday. And that's what Campbell is doing Saturday at four, Sunday at two, both of those games on flow volleyball. And then next week they go at Towson. We've talked about it before oh in this. Ta- Towson is a mid-major power, a team that beats group of five and power fives a lot. They've won four straight conference titles. Yeah. And they last year, I think they lost two matches total um, and they, they didn't lose any in the, in the CAA. So this will be big as, as Campbell goes goes on the road still in the mix for for a conference title but you're right setting themselves up for position to get into the tournament because the CAA double digit teams in every sports and only six get into the tournament so it is uh it's a lot tougher these next two weeks are interesting too because Wilmington and Towson are playoff teams and not that you look ahead to seeding the tournaments in Towson that was set because they won last year basically if they can split these next two weeks or even go three and one you're starting to look at are we the two seed? Are we the three seed? Now, if you go in four, it's, hey, can we get in as a five or a six? So clearly you want to get out of there with a couple of wins. Hey, and remember, we'll keep you updated on all that here as uh, as we speculate for um, the upcoming. Hey, speaking of our women's sports, the uh, 
the Campbell um, women's golf team really showed up out at Texas Tech. They went out there, got a third-place finish. And they're had a to very birdie, young team. I think they had to birdie, get six birdies yeah. in the final two or three holes to earn third place because they'd, they'd slid down the rankings a little bit. And Ashley Sloop, or Ashley Sears now, their assistant coach, she tweets and puts out a bunch of pictures throughout the trip. They struggled in round two, but then in the shotgun round three, yeah. they bounced back and they beat a couple of good teams to get third place. Yeah, no doubt. That was a uh, that was a loaded field, and the uh, women's golf team really showing up well. A, a new era begins in our Campbell swimming program, not only in an actual conference as the Big South did not have <laughs> swimming. They're going to be in the CAA, but uh, interim head coach uh, Zach Bagby, really a very interesting interview we had with him. A very good interview um, last week. He's been a part of this program for over over six years. So if you missed it, it's at the beginning of our last uh, Camel Call Friday podcast last week, and and he really tells you about some some different things that he's doing that should be fun. But they open up their season in Jacksonville, Florida. Then they'll have three home meets here in October. If you haven't seen a swim meet before, it's awesome. Um, it's it's so much fun. It's so loud. Everybody gets into it. It's free. I, I would really recommend doing it. Now, I'll warn you, it gets a little hot in that swimming pool. So don't dress in sweaters and sweatpants like that. that heat. Yeah, if it's cold outside, it's going to be hot and inside. And the bodies sure. and, the, and the temperature. But the sounds of timing up when to swim, when to get your rhythm and your breathing. It's interesting because it sounds like all the reverberated noise in there. And it's like, whoop, whoop. And you have eight different people telling you when to breaststroke or when to, you know, push off a wall. It's really fun. And the tri-meets are great, too. Uh, Gardner-Webb and Asheville come in in a couple weeks. But those tri-meets are nice because you have all these athletes kind of stuck together. And, you know, one heat's going on here. The next heat's going on. The scores, sort of like in track, you see who hits the line, then the final scores pop up on the video board. And it creates that drama of, like, who actually won and what lane did well. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to woot-woot in this uh <laughs> In this podcast today, but uh, but man, thank you, uh, thank you for that. Um, cross country is at Conway, South Carolina, and the Chanticleer Classic tennis continues their fall schedule. The women will be in Cary. A couple of home events here this weekend with our soccer teams. Men's soccer gets back after it Saturday, 7 p.m. versus Northeastern. That game will be on Flow Sports. If you can't make it out, admission is free. Look. You're going to say, hey, you've been telling me this over the past three weeks, but the situation really remains the same, especially for the men's soccer team. They are three points out of the final tournament qualifier. Three of their next four games are against teams that are around them or below in the standings, including Northeastern, who they'll play this Saturday. They do not play a conference match next Saturday, so this is a chance for Campbell to get some wins, get healthy, and get going for Look, if they make it the fifth seed, sixth seed in the tournament, that's one team you don't want to play, a team with a champion pedigree. And the Yusufi kid, their midfielder, he had a nice goal against Wake Forest. Now, we told you coming in that was a big match. First half, you know, Campbell was a little outgunned and, and outmanned. Top 15-ranked team. Wake but in Forest the second well. half, Campbell looked the better squad. They did. And they earned a 1-1 score in the second half. They lost 3-1. to but I, but I thought just watching that match, they looked toe-for-toe toe in the second half with Wake. Great crowd, as we expect. I think that really helped build their momentum in the second half. This team's battle-tested. and Yes, they're young, and they haven't won a lot of games in conference yet, but you mention it. They've been competitive with the top teams. They've lost leads to two of the top five teams in the last 10 minutes. So they're right there, but you're right. These next two weeks are crucial. 
and the women's soccer team gets back at it. They'll take on UNCW Sunday at 2. Still in the mix for things, your, your heart just breaks for them because since a August 20th, I mean, that's a long time ago now, that they lost at Old Dominion 2-0, all of their matches have been either decided by one goal or tied, including this stretch here in the last month. They tied Stony Brook, zip, zip. They lost to Hofstra by one, tied Northeastern, lost to Towson by one, tied William & Mary, lost to College of Charleston by one. This is a young team that's in every single match. There's a lot of good squads that I talked about when I'm running through that. They just have been so unlucky this year and lost so many close, heartbreaking games. And Jeff Gross has challenged his offense to do better. Defensively, they've been, I don't want to say elite, but they've been one of the better teams in the CAA. And with the new overtime rules, the last two years, no more ties, uh, or sorry, no more overtime in, in regulation. It, it sort of changed the mindset a little bit. Certain teams will play for the win. Certain teams will hold the ball and That's play for the point. draw. So you get to that 80th minute, and there's some elements that are different in the sport. Yeah. Now, critically, like with the men's team, it, it's learning to close out games. For the women, it's learning to start fast. They've fallen behind or had leads and lost leads. So, you know, Jeff's aware of that stuff. The, the fun part is Wilmington is that new regional rival that yep. we've talked about for years. And, and this is a chance because men's soccer's had a rivalry with Wilmington traditionally, going back to the Stan Cole era of the 90s and 2000s where they play every year like around homecoming weekend. Not as much on the women's side. I think this is a new way to build that, and it's nice that it starts here. Yeah, and they do have the, the schedule breaks in their favor finally. They have, remember, the, the women, unlike the men, they will play two conference matches a week. So there's a lot of matches left, six matches, including three straight at home and four of the next three at home. And it starts this Sunday, 2 o'clock, UNCW. It'll be a Gabby's Angels game um, as they honor the best Campbell's fan. And her sister Elizabeth's a freshman now. Yeah. So it's nice to have it's the whole fun to, Campbell family. You always together. see both of them, but you see one of them now coming coming over from class, which is which is a lot of fun. A setback for the Campbell football team uh, over this weekend, and you only say a setback. We, we, we told you coming into these last two weeks, we're going to find out a lot about this team. And we did find out a lot about this team. They went on the road, beat handily a good team in Monmouth. They came home. Uh, mistakes uh, rose their head. They were still in this game to the very end, had a chance at the final drive of the game. They end up losing against Elon 28-24. They have a chance to bounce right back. They go out of conference and take on an NC Central team ranked in the top 15 in the country. Folks, Campbell handed NC Central one of only two losses last year. They were the HBCU national champions, and they got there by beating Dion's old right. team, Jackson State, at the end of the year. They basically returned everybody, and they have the offensive player of the year, the defensive player of the year, one of the best running backs and quarterbacks in the history of NC Central. Campbell is going to be an underdog to this game, but, boy, they can erase uh, what happened uh, last week against Elon with a win here this weekend. This is interesting, and there's some gamesmanship here. NC Central in the UCLA game, they changed quarterbacks to a lefty Walker-Harris He's been lighting it up. Five touchdowns last week. He threw a couple touchdowns in, in, in the garbage time against UCLA. Davius Richard, who you referred to, he got invited to the HBCU Legacy Bowl. He's an elite athlete. He's a playmaker. Campbell just pressured the heck out of him last year, and he could not get the ball out of his hands. So I'm curious, do you go the hot hand on the lefty, who's more of a passing threat and can distribute, 
Or do you go with the dual threat who can make plays happen? I think that we asked Minter about that Monday, and he said we don't we game plan to NC Central. We don't plan for one quarterback or the other. Yeah. But if you're Trey Oliver at NC Central, I think you have to truly evaluate how does our offense look against Campbell's defense. You mentioned the penalties. We had talked about some of the unsportsmanlike and the undisciplined plays. I think those will improve. Those are things you can fix. Now, the problem is you can't commit 10 in the first half and expect to win a football game. Yeah. And they know that. They're ready for this atmosphere. They've been in big environments. Now Central runs the football, and that has still been – we saw Elon commit very heavily to running the football, and we, we talked about that against Monmouth a little bit. They improved. Obviously, William & Mary ran the football. If Campbell's given up 200-plus yards, it's going to be a long day. So if that run defense is good, Hodge uh, – and this was um, FCS poll put this out uh, through their website – but the most efficient quarterbacks in the yeah. country. He's top five of yeah. all FCS quarterbacks. So he's doing his best. Now, penalties have hurt the offense too, but when he's moving and they're efficient, they're going to score 40 points a game. Yeah, and, and the young VJ Wilkins is also rated as one of the best receivers through the advanced analytics in the entire in the entire nation. And and that's what's fun about being in the CAA conference. Again, look, if you were one and two in the Big South, there was no way you thought about postseason. Your, your season was kind of over. You, you talk to people in the CAA, they get so many, um, they get so many at-large bids because it's a big conference and it's a good conference. You know the magic number. Really talking to people, seven overall wins. You go five and three in the conference. Campbell doesn't have a lot of room for error right now. They're one and two in the conference, and it's about getting better and building this year. Look, I know the ultimate goal, and and you shouldn't hang your head on will this team get to the playoffs or not. But everything is out there in front of Campbell. There'll be an underdog this weekend, four p.m. At Durham, as Campbell takes on crazy weekend in Durham, Central, by the way. right? College game day in the morning. That's right. Campbell Central at four, and then Duke Notre Dame at seven. Yeah, uh, that is that is a really interesting. And those campuses are like ten minutes away. They're yeah. not far. Get your get your popcorn ready. That'll be on ESPN Plus on the video side. Lindell uh, Suggs and I will have your radio coverage starting at three forty-five on the Varsity Network and GoCamels.com. I think we. I think we covered all of it, Evan. Anything we missed? Start a basketball practice this That's week. right. Yeah, I went to Ronnie Fisher's first practice, and it was great. It was very efficient. It was fast. The, the men started Monday. The women started Wednesday. Just difference in schedule and when they wanted to, to map it out. But I do love in the highlight videos they put out, there was a great clip of McGeehan kind of warming up and getting his hands clapped. And, you know, as a true free throw champion that Kevin McGeehan is, I will say I've been to one of his practices. Sure. There's, there's an energy this year. There's a focus. There's a demeanor. I think the program knows it's important to start strong this year. They play Navy right away. The women return a lot of the pieces that they had last year. The season's less than 40 days away. It's right around the corner. But it was nice to see practice, and they look ready to go. Yeah, and schedules out, again, conference schedules came came very late here uh, in the CAA, but the full schedules are out for both the men's and women's side. Just being in this conference, you're going to play upgraded competition, and so it's fun to see UNCW and College of Charleston on both the men's and women's schedule. But both these teams, on the men's side especially, uh, are a really good non-conference schedule as well. So you can get on the season ticket wait list. Everything is on GoCamels.com as we are getting close to crossover season, baby. So get ready. For Evan, I'm Chris. We really, really appreciate you listening to this podcast. We will be back live Monday night, a full hour of football from the county seat from 630 to 730 on Camel Call Live. Have a great weekend, everybody.